0: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This may be a Christmas that, like you have never had before, may be taking a unique turn. But we thank God for what He's doing. I just want us to go before God again. It's never too much to say thank you.
1: Ebenezer, we thank you this night.
0: You have been so good to us, you have been so faithful in our lives. Adonai, we adore you this hour. Our Father and our God, we bow down before you this morning, Lord, with thanksgiving in our hearts. You have been faithful to us, you have been good to us throughout the year, O God. Behold my Father, We, we stand at your feet this hour, We wait to listen to you. We wait to feed from you, O God. We thank you for your visitation this day. Thank you because this Christmas is a unique Christmas in our lives. And your plans will become manifest as we go by. We thank you and we honor thee. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. May God bless you. Sita. Praise the Lord. I don't know whether it is maturation that is changing things or it's me who's not noticing what is going on. But as I grew up, Christmas had a, a unique dimension on my life. But as I've matured, I look around and things seem to have changed. I don't know whether it was my youth, my age, that made me appreciate Christmas to the extent I did. I don't know. But it looked like from one Christmas to another it was ages. Because the experience I had in a previous Christmas I longed to have it as frequently as possible, but it seemed like it was dragging on and on. Now, two things stand out. Maybe those of my age, slightly younger than me or older than me will uh, agree with me. Two things stood out over Christmas. One, it was a guarantee of a new set of clothes. Praise the Lord. So there was something always to look forward to. It was not like these days, and I'm speaking to the young people in the room, it was not like these days, every week you have a shirt and a trouser. Praise the Lord. And let me just also, I know you don't like being told like our days, but let me also take you back to those history days. Sometimes I only put on that cloth twice, and then it was not fitting me, or once. Because Mama used to say, this is for Christmas. So I had to wait until Christmas appears for me to put on that cloth again. Praise the Lord. But these days we put on any other cloth, and Christmas goes on, and nothing seems to be changing. Then there was the second thing about food. Praise the Lord. Now those of us who have been born in India may not really see the logic in this. But rice... (laughs) Praise the Lord. From where I was born, rice was a delicacy. It was a very important meal so one thing I knew is that Christmas we will have some rice it was not the way you people prepared in India there are many styles of preparing rice <laughs> until sometimes you can eat the same rice and think you're eating a different thing <laughs> praise the Lord <laughs> God bless you for that skill So always there was an expectation that God, I mean, something new was going to happen. And so that explains why from January to November it looked like it was a very long, long, long stretched period. Because we were not arriving at Christmas very quickly. But as I've grown up, God has made me understand something about Christmas. And like the days I grew up, the pictures of a helpless young child in a manger somewhere used to dot all over. You see, that's Jesus. He has been born. But the Jesus I know now is different from that helpless child. Praise the Lord. He ministers to my needs, and like that child, who would expect me to minister to him? He intervened in my life in a unique way that sometimes it becomes difficult to explain. Praise the Lord. And so this morning, I'm not going to take us so much through the birth of Jesus Christ and the shepherds. But I want us also to focus around a few characters that played an important role over that period of Christmas. And I want us to look at the lessons that we can draw from these people, what God is speaking to us in this hour, concerning this season of Christmas. So i I entitled this as a Christmas lessons, Christmas lessons, praise the Lord. Luke chapter 1, verse 5 to 7. There was, in the days of Herod the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the cause of Abia and his wife of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth, and they both righteous before, they, they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blamelessly. Verse 7, And they had no child because of Elizabeth, because that Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now well stricken in years. Verse 8, And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God, in the order of, and it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course. Verse 9 According to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. I want us to look at these two characters who will be visiting others also. This is just before in preparation to the birth of Jesus Christ. And God begins to open a chapter by chapter of his plan for the coming of Jesus Christ. Zacharias and Elizabeth were of a a priestly heritage. The Bible has said both were righteous and blameless in the sight of God. However, they had a, a small temporary temporary issue of concern. I'm deliberately using that word, temporary, because there are situations in our lives that look like they are permanent, but in the eyes of God, they are just passing clouds. God is waiting for the appointed moment to brush them out of our lives. Praise the Lord. The temporary concern was that they had no child and were well advanced in years. So two compounding issues. One, they were advanced in years. And two, Elizabeth was barren. So, by all means, the physical information around Elizabeth was that it was impossible The word impossible was always ringing in her mind. And as if this was not enough, I am sure the women around her also would gossip about her. And the gossip would eventually come to reach her ears. That was a very discouraging moment in her life. She had no explanation to give for her situation but all she knew that she could not give birth and year after year her age continued to advance so that means even if things would work the age would disqualify her so there were two things that were really working against elizabeth but one thing i want us to learn from this this couple is that they were a devoted couple. Praise the Lord. They did not fix their attention on the circumstances that they were con- facing. They had a very positive attitude towards their relationship with God. They wanted to serve God in spite of the situation they were facing. And there's evidence in the scripture that they continued in that service far from the fact that they were born in a priestly family, which I believe compelled them to continue observing the laws of God. The Bible records very clearly that they walked right in the sight of God. They walked blamelessly in the sight of God. There was no complaint in their life, because God does not like people who complain. If they had complained about their circumstance, God would have noted that. But the scripture does not point out to that at all. These were people who were committed to go. And as we go down, we realize that culturally, Elizabeth would have found herself in a very awkward situation. Because if you remember Anna in First Samuel, the The co-wife used to mock her, used to laugh at her, because she did not have a child. And so I'm sure also there were women in that, and around Elizabeth's home, who were not very good, in the sense that they would not give her peace. Praise the Lord. And even her own conscience, as she walked around, Maybe when she saw some women laugh somewhere, she would, oh, they're laughing at me. And that's what the devil specializes in. A small thing, he tries to blow it out of proportion so that we begin to focus on those issues rather than focusing on God. But one thing I learned from these people, that they were focused on their service to God. And we see down in the scripture That actually Zacharias was identified as belonging to this squad of priests, the Abia group. So he had actually attached himself to a cell. He had attached himself to a ministry in the church. Praise the Lord. He had attached himself to a service in the ministry in the church. He was not just sitting by and whining over the circumstances that he was facing. It is important for us to realize that Zacharias was not telling God, You see, I have been serving you, and you are not listening to me. No. He went about his service as though nothing was happening. As though there was no pain in his life. As though he did not have a child. As much as that was an issue in his life. He did not focus on that. Why do I say that? Because when the Lord fell on him to go and offer incense, he did not protest. He did not say, but you see, I'm still praying for my child. He took over that duty and went to perform it. Praise the Lord. Now, if you read the scripture in the book of Revelation, it talks of incense rising to the throne of God. Being symbolic of prayer. So, in essence, Zacharias was the Sudir of those days. He was coordinating the prayers. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. At that appointed moment, he took over the role of Brother Sudhir in the bread of life. (laughs) And so he went to offer prayers before God. He did not complain. He was an intercessor. In other words, he was standing before God on behalf of the church to see that the prayers of the church have been answered. That the cry of the people of God has been met. Praise the Lord. Forget about his, he forgot about his own concern. He was standing in the gap on behalf of the children of Israel, so that he may observe, administer the incense in the presence of God. Brother, I don't know what is going on in your life. Sometimes the devil is a liar. Not sometimes, he's a liar. Praise the Lord. The devil is a liar. And he will take a situation in our lives... Divert our attention from the service to go. And cause us to focus on things that do not matter in our lives. Praise the Lord. To have a child and not to have a child. That's God's working. Praise the Lord. When He chooses to bless you with a child, He will bless you. Praise the Lord. There's no business in you always going and struggling with Him as though He has refused. He has not refused. He's listening to your prayer. Praise the Lord. If you look at all the examples where people have prayed for children in the Bible, the children they had were unique children. Praise the Lord. They did not come because these people were pushing. They remained faithful to God. Praise the Lord. Hannah remained faithful to God. And the child she received was a unique child. Samuel. Praise the Lord. Zacharias and Elizabeth remained faithful to God. And the child they received was a unique child. John the Baptist, praise the Lord, because God had a plan in their lives. The moment that you are enduring that pain, that laughter from people, it is because God is working something special in your life. He's working a, a, a program in your life that will ensure His purpose for the fruit of the womb in your life will be a perfect outcome. Praise the Lord. I want you to see God as one who is preparing you always. Praise the Lord. God, when He blesses you, it doesn't mean that's the end. He is only setting a foundation for more blessings. It will do you a lot of harm to sit there and say, I have been blessed and that is all. Praise the Lord. So we need to understand the last, first lesson we learn from this period of Christmas is that we must learn to wait on God. Zacharias and Elizabeth were waiting upon God. But in the time that they were waiting upon God, they did not sit complaining. They were doing something. They were engaged in the service to God. They laid down their lives and committed their, their time to serve God. It was not a period of complaint. Praise the Lord. That is why the Bible says he was there in that group of prophets that were offering incense before the Most High. And he was appointed to offer this. Praise the Lord. Now I want you also to understand that there are things to avoid during that period. One of the things is not to accept the situation as your portion. These people were praying. They had not accepted that it was God's purpose For them not to have a child. Praise the Lord. Because it is the God that has promised to bless us. And so they knew God was going to bless them. But they were not complaining. They were just waiting patiently before God. But they did not devote 70% of their time on the concern for the child. But instead it was the reverse. The service came first. That is why they were always there for service. Praise the Lord. There's a brother who shared with us some time back And he said He had an experience with the employer And the employer always said Whenever he went to ask for something The employer would tell him It is not in the contract Praise the Lord Now this brother would have accepted that And walked away and said Oh yes, it's true, it is not in the contract But he was persistent He said no, the contract I have with God Does not include the no you are telling me Praise the Lord The contract I have with God does not allow you to delete some sections or to omit some sections deliberately from my contract with you. So he stood, praise the Lord. And he taught us that eventually God stepped in. So these people, Zachariah and Elizabeth, refused to say, it is not part of the contract not to have a child. Praise the Lord. And the way they refused to accept that was by starving. They were not complaining, they were starving. They said, okay, it is not good, it is not part of the contract for us not to have a child, but we will be about doing some business, praise the Lord. Brethren, you will realize with me, you will agree with me on this. Those, those bosses who tell us that it is not part of the contract, when we do something outside the contract that is helpful to the organization, that the first ones to come and shake our hands and say, thank you, you did a very good job. Praise the Lord. Why don't they add that it is not on the contract, but thank you very much, you have done good work. So one thing I learned from this is, you devote your time to service, and God has got a way of rewarding you in his own time. Praise the Lord. Commit yourself to serving God. Don't concern yourself with the things that you have been praying over. It's not only a child. There are things that we have been missing in our lives that we have been praying over for years. Maybe there is a situation in your family that has been of a concern to you. And you have been presenting it before God. Now, let us learn something from here. Let us now change the gear. And begin to devote our times into the service to the work of God. Praise the Lord. Maybe that is what has been holding you. You don't want to commit yourself to any ministry in this church. You have been sitting back and saying, Lord, I want to sort out this thing, and then I will devote my time to you. But the Bible is teaching us. That is not the strategy. Change. Begin to serve, and God will minister to your needs. Praise the Lord. Number two, do not doubt God's word. Now, if you read the story about Zacharias, Although this man was expecting God to do something in his life, although he had laid down the right strategy to serve God, but deep within him, because of the duration he had spent and because of the circumstances that were surrounding him, he was being tempted to accept that now this thing is becoming impossible. It is not going to work. My age is running out. My wife is advanced in age. It may not work. And so, why do I say this? Because when the angel came to Zacharias and told him, this man started questioning. Verse 18. Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? How will I know this is going to happen? Second part. For I am an old man. Now, this angel who was sent to Zacharias already knew the age of Zacharias. There was no business for Zacharias to tell him, you know I am old. The God who had commissioned, this patch unit had already released the blessing. Praise the Lord. God already knew the recipient of this, this gift is old. But I have decided to bless him. Praise the Lord. But see this man. The devil is now playing around, trying to revive the things that have been hidden in his heart. He has been ministering to him. You know you are old. You cannot have a child. You see, your wife is old. You are advanced in age. But he comes up and says, So I am old, and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God. And I am sent to speak unto thee, and to show you this, these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt, re- shalt be damned, and... And not be able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed. Because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. Let it not be our portion for God to deal with us so harshly. Praise the Lord. Let us learn one secret. If your heart is not in tune with God, learn to keep quiet. Just keep quiet. Don't talk. Praise the Lord. You may stick negative to what you have been praying over. There are people who spend so many hours praying, praying, and five minutes outside the door of their prayer room, everything is cancelled. Brother, how are you? We are just trying. You know this thing is too much on me. I've been praying for a long time, and God... I'm still waiting, you know, it's tough. You're negating the same prayers that you have been praying. I like one brother who says, yeah, when it was this time, people would, how are you? You know, sometimes people ask you, how are you? Not because they don't know what you're going through. They know, but they just want to know, to gauge, how, how is this man coping? The how are you is actually to know how are you coping with your situation? And the brother said, when people would say, how are you? He say, I'm blessed. Everything is fine. Praise the Lord. Learn to silence these voices. Praise the Lord. I am fine. I am blessed. I am whole. I am complete. Praise the Lord. Speak such positive things to your soul. Speak such things that will edify you. Don't allow those things that are going to negate what you have been committing to God. Praise the Lord. Learn to wait upon God. Honey is good. But when we go to look for honey, there are the combs and there's the bee. Praise the Lord. A wise man goes with smoke. I don't know whether it happens elsewhere, but we used to go with the grass. We burn it, it's smoldering. So you put the smoke to drive the, the, the bees away. Praise the Lord. And when the bees have gone away, you take the honeycomb. Praise the Lord. You don't start eating the honeycomb immediately. You go take it, you remove anything that looks like that and squeeze the honey out. Praise the Lord. Occasionally, even before you start eating it, your hand is already sliding on your lips. The process was to get away what the unwanted things must go away. You remain with only what you want. People are going to speak. People are going to discourage. People are going to take a lot of things. Learn to take the honey from what they are saying. And throw away the combs. Drive away the bees in their speech. Praise the Lord. That's the state in which you must find yourself waiting upon God. For sure they will speak. For sure they are going to discourage you. Even your own personal, the own people in the house will speak in a way to discourage you. Learn to drive the bees away. Learn to throw the combs away. And lick the honey. Put it on your lips. Let it be horizontal, vertical, but enjoy it. Praise the Lord. Because that's what you're waiting for. Praise the Lord. You know, God did something to Abraham in relation to this waiting that I always find very interesting. You know, when he told, when he was promising Abraham to be the father of nations, he pointed on the sand and also showed him the stars. Praise the Lord. Sometimes you wonder, why? This was to, neg- to cancel any negative thoughts that Abraham would have. Because when Abraham would put his foot on the sand, which is hot, it burns him. Oh, this is sand. My children will be like you. Even if you burn me. My nations will be so many. Praise the Lord. And in the evening, he will lie around his, on the tent, outside the tent, look in the sky and see the stars. And instead of worrying about his state, the stars would be ministering to him. You will be a father of nations. You will be a father of nations. See how we are glittering. Your children will be like us. Praise the Lord. The blessings from the Lord. So the first thing we learn from the Christmas season, and people, characters who are associated, Zachariah and Elizabeth, is that they learned how to wait on the Lord. Praise the Lord. And God blessed them. Luke one twenty-six. And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin exposed to a man whose name was Joseph of the of house of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary, and the angel came. In unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favoured; the Lord is with you. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary. For thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in the womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob, for ever and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Praise the Lord. The second lesson we learn from this Christmas time is that expect extreme surprises from God. Expect surprises from God. These surprises will be extreme. Praise the Lord. Now, throughout, since Isaiah started talking about a virgin will conceive, all virgins in Israel were always expecting Many died, having married to mere men, praise the Lord, without this blessing being fulfilled in their lives. And even at the time Mary was being visited by angel Gabriel, there were other virgins there. Praise the Lord. But listen to the words of the angel. You are highly favored. And I want to speak about this word, favor. The favor of God. Distinguishes us from every other person around. Praise the Lord. You know, we can all be, we can be prayer partners, two of us. And I can begin to see God lift you from one level to another because of His favor upon you. Not that God does not like me, He loves me. But there is a special favor He has put upon your life that is distinguishing you from our, our united prayers making you somebody special praise the Lord this morning I want to pray that each one of us will seek that we may have that favor from God this favor will distinguish us in many aspects it will lift us in our growth with God it will draw us closer to Him in a unique manner it will cause us to be distinguished in our place of work praise the Lord Everybody will do good work. But something will come up in your boss, will pick you out. He will not be able to explain what it is. But that will be God's favor. Praise the Lord. Last evening, a sister was saying that she had been, many complaints had been raised upon her life, in her working place. But somehow, this year was a special year, a year of favor in her life. Praise the Lord. In fact, I was just thinking, should I pay these people a visit in Christmas? And then pastor stood up and said, you know, fasting is starting this morning. (laughs) Praise the Lord. That the church is supposed to... And I was saying, 26, I must go and see this this, and say, can we celebrate the blessings of the Lord with you? (laughs) Praise the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. So, throughout her service in that company... It took time. But God blessed her. An increment and another second one. And in the month of November, those who were complaining about her were now shocked because the same person they were complaining about was identified as the employee of the year. Brethren, that is the favor of God. Praise the Lord. God will surprise you with extreme surprises. According to Mary, she could only conceive if she had had Joseph around. And she was prepared. But God had different plans for Mary. He came with a different package for her. She could not understand. And she was wondering, what manner of greeting is this? What kind of approach is this that God is bringing in my life? She was confused. Praise the Lord. So one thing we learn, let us prepare ourselves for extreme surprises from God. Christmas is a season to remind us, God, our God is a God of extreme surprises. We must set ourselves ready for for those surprises. Praise the Lord. Mary was waiting and she received, praise the Lord. Because God identified her. Some things to note about Mary's experience. Verse 29. Mary was troubled. She was perplexed. This was unprecedented. The strange salutation. People never greeted each other the way the angel greeted her. But this was a unique one. One with blessings. And so God was announcing in no uncertain time, I've decided to bless you. If you go down there, Mary, unlike Zachariah, She was not really doubting God's ability, but she was just wondering how it was going to happen. Now her concern was the mechanics on how the things were going to work. But that was not her problem. It was not supposed to be her concern. That is why in verse 35, the angel told her, and the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the, hi- of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that the holy thing which shall, which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Praise the Lord. You don't need to understand. Just allow God to work in this way. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. The power of the Most High shall overshadow thee. Praise the Lord. That trouble you are going through, my brother, that thing you have been waiting for, your concerns in your family, just wait for the overshadowing of the power of God upon your life. Praise the Lord. And things will begin to turn round. Things will begin to take an about turn. Praise the Lord. It will no longer be the same story that you have been going through because God will have taken charge When the Holy Ghost comes and takes over, it's no longer you taking charge, it is Him in control. Praise the Lord. I thank God for Mary. She allowed the Holy Ghost to take over. Praise the Lord. Some of us struggle with Him. When He's telling us that He's taking over, you want to prove that you are a good thinker. You are a good planner. Praise the Lord. If it is a business enterprise, you don't want God to take over. Because you'll you'll be seen like you did not think and no human being wants to be seen as a a substandard being. So you continue battling. God is telling you, Leave it to me. I want to bless you. But you are you are engaging gears here. If you are in Kenya, you go to visit some people in high places. Hmm? You know in Kenya people say you must be connected, network. That network never works. It's just a net to hold you. It does not work. Praise the Lord. Whenever it works for you, there is a trap ahead. You will pay for it dearly. Praise the Lord. Allow for the Holy Ghost to roll His plan in your life. And it will be abundantly clear that God has blessed you. You will have a reason to celebrate before God. How many want to have something to tell God, thank you for doing this in my life? Then why are you struggling with your problems? Why are you fighting to prove that you can do it yourself? Why don't you allow Him to do it? So that there is a reason for you to come and say, Lord, I was unable to do this. Thank you for doing it for me. When they say, thank God, you say, I have nothing to thank God for. Why? Because I'm still struggling. Allow God to do it in your life. Praise the Lord. I don't know what you are going through. But I share with you this morning, allow God to work in your life. The message of Christmas, Mary allowed God to work in our life. We had Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Allow Him to work in your life. He's your friend. He loves you. That's why He wants to intervene in your circumstances. Praise the Lord. Lesson number three. Always give thanks to God. Always give thanks to God. Now, yesterday in the morning, and yesterday in the evening, when these things were being spoken, I was wondering, first in the morning, when the pastor was sharing about Thanksgiving, I was asking myself, (laughs) what is happening? I had been praying and... uh, I thought God was leading me to speak about this. Now pastor is speaking. Who told him? As if that was not enough, in the evening, another pastor stood up. Again, it was Thanksgiving. Hey! You people, what do you want me to speak tomorrow about? Praise the Lord. But then I was reminded, in July, there was also another message here by another pastor. And he said, have the attitude of gratitude. You remember that the attitudes. You remember the message of attitudes. Ah, you missed it. Praise the Lord. The attitude of gratitude, thanksgiving. Praise the Lord. Now I want us just look at two personalities again. One of them is Mary. Luke one forty six. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord. Somebody will magnify the Lord this morning. You will look back and see what God has done in your life and you will magnify Him. Praise the Lord. My soul doth magnify the Lord. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For He hath regarded the low estate of His handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall come. Shall call me blessed. Praise the Lord. Even those who laughed at you will call you blessed. Even those who opposed you will say blessed. Because God's hand now is upon your life. Praise the Lord. Just learn to release yourself in His presence. For He that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is His name. Now, see what Mary is calling God mighty. The one who is mighty. I am weak, but I have allowed the one who is mighty to do something in my life. Praise the Lord. For he that is mighty has done to me great things, and holy is his name. Praise the Lord. She has a reason to thank God, because she surrendered everything to God. Praise the Lord. He has huge strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. Praise the Lord. Now I want us again to quickly turn to First Samuel 2, verse 1 to 10. Now these two women share something in common. First Samuel chapter 2. Verse 1. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. Mine horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over mine enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. Praise the Lord. Brethren, when these women are speaking these things, it is from the depth of their heart. Praise the Lord. They are feeling the joy of the Lord inside them. And especially Hannah, you can see the way she's talking about. My mouth is enlarged over mine enemies. You know, I'm reminded of women in my country. Praise the Lord. Now, if there are Kenyan ladies here, excuse me. I'm not accusing you. I am proud of you. Praise the Lord. Now, there is a, a, cloth, a piece of cloth in my country they call leso. Leso. This is just a wrapping that women like putting on. With very many decorations and some writings on them. Sometimes they say, Nampenda Mama, I love my mother. Some of them have got such writings. Some say that I'm okay. All sorts of things. Now, when a woman ties that thing in her waist, eh, she's in a compatible mood. And she holds her waist like this. And stretches the neck like that of a giraffe. Whatever she's going to tell you, she wants it to reach your heart. She holds herself like this. And I can see Anna tying herself and holding her. And saying, my horn. She's stretching the mouth to those who are laughing at her. Praise the Lord. God gives you the pride of rejoicing in His presence. Because He has done great things in your life. A reason to celebrate. Brethren, we need to yearn for these opportunities to celebrate and thank God. These women... They would not shut up. They would not keep quiet. They would just talk about what God has done to them. Only them could understand the pain they had gone through. Praise the Lord. And only them could express themselves best before God. I am praying this morning that whatever we go through, whatever we have experienced in the past year, God will give us an opportunity to celebrate. He will cause our horns to be exalted. Praise the Lord. Now every animal which has got a horn, there is no horn which is hidden. The horn is always there to be seen. But the Bible is saying, my horn is exalted. Which means be, the animal is now stretching that horn even higher and higher. Praise the Lord. That men may know it is God that has performed it. Praise the Lord. Learn to give thanks to God. Learn to give thanks to God. Just give thanks to God. If you have nothing to give thanks to God for, then thank God because you have nothing to give thanks to God. Praise the Lord. There is always something to give thanks to God for. Praise the Lord. I don't want to go so much in it. It was said yesterday. This is the key. It opens doors. Praise the Lord. It opens doors. You heard what was said here. And now I'm very careful with my wife. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm now studying her. If she comes and says that I like your your car is the biggest, it's the best. Then I begin to to <laughs> praise the Lord. Which car is she talking about? (laughs) Praise the Lord. But we were told when such things start coming out, however tough you are, you start melting like margarine. Praise the Lord. Even if your pocket was tight with the the chain, the chain opens up. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I used to be careful when I'm going with my wife to the supermarket. (laughs) I want to be very close to her when she's speaking things. (laughs) Praise the Lord. But you know, when she starts speaking such things, especially where people are. (laughs) I don't know. The credit card may just start hanging on my hand like (laughs) Because she's saying good things. Praise the Lord. Let us learn to allow God to hold... The, this is not a credit card. <laughs> Let us allow God to hold his credit card in his hand when he's walking with us. Praise the Lord. By reason of our praises to him. By reason of thanksgiving to him. He begins to open up and say, what do you want? I like the way... You know, I watch some Nigerian films and the tone in which the pastor says... Was really typical Nigerian. What do you want? (laughs) Praise the Lord. I want that situation. Where my thanksgiving. Make God to release things in my life. Praise the Lord. God's love. The final lesson. Lesson four. And this is the message of Christmas. Praise the Lord. Abandoned love that God has given to us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. Love. It was flowing out of his heart. He could not contain it. Because of that love, he looked around. There was the angel Gabriel. He said, move aside. Michael was there. "Ah, ah, ah." He looked around. And he went and he said, Ah, my son. I love you, but I also love these people. I'll give you in exchange for them. Praise the Lord. The love that God has expressed to us this morning is a reminder of the great love that He has established with the humanity. I don't want to go back to where it all began. We know in the Garden of Eden, God desired to have a love relationship with man. And for all this period, God has been yearning to have a relationship with us. For that reason, he could not spare his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. He said, I love this man. The best that I have is my son. Go. I want to have these people back to me. Praise the Lord. That's the message of love that God gives to us over Christmas. In the Garden of Eden... He created man that he may have fellowship with them. And man was there to fellowship with God. But we fell. You and I. In the book of Romans chapter 5, the Bible talks of the first Adam having sinned. And through his sin, all of us became sinners. We became disobedient by reason of Adam. The first Adam. But God also sent Jesus in the image of a second Adam. So that He may restore us into that relationship with Him. Praise the Lord. This morning, I'm speaking to you who has not committed your life to Jesus. I don't know if I confront you and ask you, what is your relationship with God? I don't know what answer you are going to give me. If I met you outside there and I asked you, what is your relationship with God? What response will you give me? That those of you will say, yes, I fellowship. I pray to Him. Yes, I always give tithes to Him. But what is your relationship with God? Do you love God? Do you really love God this morning? You may be born again. That is up to you. You may not be born again. But I'm asking, do you really love God? In your heart, do you really love God? Don't answer me. But as we leave this morning, this, this, in this service, I want you to know that God loved you so much; He gave His only begotten Son to you. Are you reciprocating? Are you showing the same love back to Him? How ought you do? How should you express that love? Praise the Lord. We must love Him with all our strength, with all our might. Praise the Lord. We were told to love God with all our heart. Now, something that comes from the heart is spontaneous. It's not something you plan for. It just flows. Praise the Lord. So, it is the nature of the heart that determines how it responds. If it is not there, it is not there. You can practice it for a few minutes, but it's not there. If it is there, it is there. It will flow. Praise the Lord. You cannot hide it. Praise the Lord. And he says, love the Lord with all your heart. That means, first, the crucial point is your heart. What is the nature of your heart? Have you committed it to God? For as many as received Him, He gave them power to become sons of God. The nature of God was imparted into their lives. Praise the Lord. We have been born not of the corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible seed. Praise the Lord. That comes from the Lord. The beginning point is that. Allow God to change your life. Let you be transformed inside. And your life will be transformed to portray the image of God. Love the Lord with all your strength. This is a deliberate move. You must do it. You cannot say you love God with all your strength. And just walking to a prayer meeting the entire 52 weeks... You have never been seen for an intercessory prayer meeting on Thursday. Uh Uh-uh. That is noose noose. Half, half. It's not full love. Praise the Lord. Let it pour. Abandoned love. Praise the Lord. The same that was imputed on Abraham. Because Abraham did not withhold Isaac. He poured him. It was abandoned love. God said, you are my friend. Are you going to be a friend of God this morning? Are you going to decide that you want to be a friend of God? Our fourth lesson is about love, the love of God, and how it transforms our lives. Praise the Lord. Romans 5, chapter 5, I'll paraphrase. We have been justified through His coming. The second, Adam, Jesus Christ. We now have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Because he came. Praise the Lord. We also have access into his grace and favor. We can rejoice in the hope of his glory. Hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given us, who has given to us, who was given to us. Praise the Lord. This morning, as we just close up, I want you to meditate upon this. Is there anybody in our midst? You are saying this year is not going to come to a close before I give my life to Jesus Christ. You want to start a relationship with God. There's no shame about it. We are not going to tell people to close their eyes. Because after all, they are the same people you will be testifying to. Anybody who wants to give his life to Jesus Christ this morning, we want to join you in celebrating this new life. Anybody? Anybody? Thank God. Let's stand up, please.
1: Let's just remember that we have a few more days this year. And then we move on into a new year. But remember, at your place of work, in the marketplace, where anybody recognizes you as a Christian, they are watching you. What are you celebrating right now? How are you going to step into 2013? Think about that. Are you showing the world that you have a God who deserves to be served? Are you showing the world you have a God who deserves to be loud? Are you showing a world that you are the child of a living God? Matthew 5.15 says this. 5.16 Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. What are you demonstrating today? What kind of picture do people see around you? We have been told not to dispute, not to complain, but to be thankful. Can we just take a minute and say, God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. All these days, 51 weeks of 2014, thank you for it. Just say, thank you, Lord. Forget about all the little, little, difficulties you had you have come through all of that you are an overcomer and you are ready to go into 2015 you are going to celebrate as you move into 2015 Christmas is about celebration celebrating who Jesus Christ is let's not be complainers as we move on into 2015 what voice of negativity are you hearing? What voice of negativity are you speaking? Is it required that the angel Gabriel has to come and hit the mute button in your body so that you don't say the wrong things? Just talk to God. Just tell Him. You are glad for everything that's happened. And you are looking forward to 2015, even as you step in. Ask God that He will keep you with that kind of a joy, that kind of rejoicing, that only He can give you. Father God, we thank You right now, Lord. We thank You, Lord, that You have told us that we need to be thankful, Lord Father. We need to be thankful in every situation, Lord. Lord, we need to celebrate our lives, Lord. Your presence makes all the difference in our life. And today we can celebrate. We can just celebrate because you, our hand is in your hands. I can jump for joy because you're, you're with me, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for that. Father God, I pray, Lord, that every one of us here will be able to exhibit the love that you have poured out upon us, Lord Father. Help us, Father God, to overcome our voices of negativity, our voices of differences, Lord Father. And Father God, even as we move on into a new year, Lord, in just a few days' time, with the whole world watching us, Lord Father, help us to portray an image of love, Lord Father. Help us to live A life of love. Help us to live a life of celebration. Help us to live a life of joy. Help us to live a life of success. Help us to live a life of gratitude. Help us to live the way you want us to live. We thank you, Lord. Father God, we thank you, Lord Father, for your servant whom you have used this day. And we pray, Lord, that you will continue to anoint him, Lord Father. Pour out your blessing on his family, Lord Father. And I pray, Lord, that you will continue to use him in this place to bring your word across to us. We thank you, Lord. Father God, I pray for every one of us here, Lord. And pray, Lord, that even as we step out, your joy shall fill our hearts. We shall go out with that joy on our faces, Lord Father. That we shall remember nothing to complain about, Lord. But we shall remember everything that we need to be thankful for. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you as you step out. Let's fellowship with each other. Spend some time glorifying God.